Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. into the opportunity ball been there no I you know we you know I thought about trying to flip the drill and not go into the wind um, it felt like that ball kind of just died you know as it hit the wind and then undercutting trailing defender um, due to the great recent dialogue of some corner routes um, that would fall into the category of uh, let's lay that ball up with a little bit more air and let KJ go get it um, he tried to kind of touch one out to the sideline and um, it, it's it's great reps for Kirk. He's had a really, really good camp across the board, and um, nobody wanted that drive to go down there and win the drill uh, more than Kirk. And, um, you know, I have uh, zero, zero uh, comments to make about the decision. Um, the only thing you can argue is, hey, where did I put it, and where could I put it in a better spot next time um, as part of his preparation for camp. You know, that wasn't uh, that wasn't as chippy as maybe I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he. I thought he maybe clapped you a little bit more. But well, that was, that was that's a fair exchange. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't really clap. Like he's not gonna. Like it's. It's not like when Zimmer got offended. But like when he said, "I have no criticism." That's sort of his way of being like, "You're not going to get me to go down that path." Which I wasn't yeah. trying to. I was just. I, I think any interception Kirk Cousins throws or a quarterback throws for O'Connell is worth dissecting because that's his forte. Like that's his position. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the wind, by the way, like anyone who stepped outside for 10 seconds yesterday, God. I don't know how you throw passes in that weather. It was no, That's Greg like the jo- windiest it'll be without it being a tornado storm or something. Greg Joseph's kicks are still sailing left right now. Okay. I, think they're, I think they're above Hudson right now, <laughs> going towards Eau Claire. No, I'm not, just saying. Not a fair day to judge a kicker. Not a fair day. I, did I judge? judge did I judge? I was just saying You're that judging. I agree You're passing that judgment. Wind, no, that wind was harsh. It was very uh, harsh. Greg, would you call that uh, an opportunity ball there? The one that you kicked, you know, 14 <laughs> yards wide left in the Gale Force winds? Huh? All I'm trying Judd to do here is get from answers. Purple Daily and Vikings Wire here all to. I'm trying, all I'm trying to do is get answers for a show that regularly ranks in the top 10 of Apple football podcasts, okay? Yes. The Purple Daily family deserves they, – they want information. We don't have a bunch of Pollyannas. We have, we have a group of people who want a Super Bowl before I die, and that means asking the tough questions sometimes. Yes, and all of it is presented by our friends at TCL, which is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution. I was watching Hard Knocks on my uh, TCL nice. TV yesterday. It was great. Uh, learn more at TCL.com. Inspire greatness with TCL, an official TV partner of the National Football League. Dex, let's also tell the audience before we get to Judd's camp notes 
about one of the best restaurants and bars in the North Loop. It's our friends at Three Jack. Absolutely. And you know what? It's fantasy football season. And you can go and maybe hit some golf simulator bays. You can put your big draft board actually up on those simulator bays too, okay? So maybe you're looking to uh, handcuff some Vikings players. Maybe you're looking to uh, get the next fantasy football stud. You can actually host your draft party for one hour for free. It's a a two-hour value. You get the first hour for free at 3jack and 3jack.com. Email them. Go to their contact page to set that up. Tell them that your friends at Purple Daily sent you. You can do your fancy football draft and get your golf swings in. And of course, enjoy some of those great appetizers like the loaded nachos. Go to 3jack and 3jack.com. Boys, we're going to hit you, uh, not boys, audience. Hello, audience, men, women, whatever you identify as. We are going to hit you all with two episodes of Purple Daily today. This Judd's Camp Notes, and then uh, the two of us here, Phil and Judd, are going to go to the second day of joint practice here, and we're going to do a live stream later on on this Thursday here. But Judd, the floor is yours. Judd's camp notes, taking the world by storm over the past three weeks here. Paparazzi outside of his house. It's impossible to go to the grocery store. Judd, 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 I need, I need camp notes. Camp notes. Camp I, like, notes. I can't do it right now. No, no, no. I'm pushing cameras away. <laughs> Just like that. Out of my face. Yes. All right. Where do you All want right. to start here? Well, I, I want to start with a little bit of a different tact since we did camp notes that you can hear from, our Wednesday show right after that joint practice. And we're going to do another one today after the joint practice. So I'm going to mix things up a little bit here, and I'm going to give you a bigger picture thing. I'm going to give you three things that I'm sure of about the 2023 Vikings after watching training camp practices for a few weeks here, and then three areas of concern. So instead of just camp notes, this is going to be sort of the totality of what I think I think things I have seen. Okay. Okay. So let's start with the positive. Let's talk about three things that I'm sure about after watching two plus weeks, three weeks of Vikings training camp. Uh, We touched on this yesterday, but I am sure of this. This defense is going to cause havoc under Brian uh, Flores. Now I do have, and I, I keep saying this, I have some reservations about against the run and how they're going to stop that because You know what? Of all of the losses that we have discussed, Eric Kendricks on offense, Thielen and Cook, you know the one that we probably don't discuss enough that's an actual loss, in my opinion? Dalvin Tomlinson, who was a run stopper. Like he was a, and and I'm not saying that he was a Pro Bowl player, but you know what he was? He was a solid big man run stopper. Um, The Vikings were, if I'm not mistaken, 20th in run defense last year. But this defense if you watch what they're doing if you watch them in in the big nickel or the big dime using three safeties all of the time um josh metellus is going to play an absolute ton with how they're approaching the pass rush and different looks and guys showing blitz and then backing off or guys not showing blitz and then blitzing this defense is going to cause havoc this defense is going to cause problems and I'm not saying that they're not going to give up big plays, but like if you're just expecting, oh my God, this defense was terrible in 2022 and how is it going to be improved? Well, schematics make a difference. And these guys are, they might go down, but they're going to go down with a fight. And I think too often our complaint, to put it in its simplest terms in 2022, was they went down without a fight. They went down, you know, they they were afraid of life. Well, we got to have too deep to stop the big play. 
But then you go into Detroit and the Lions get two huge plays, if I'm not mistaken, in that one in the first quarter. Well, now, well, okay, but at least we did that. We have to look, nothing worked last year. You have a good coordinator. He has an idea and he knows that defense is a chess game. And if you are, and if you play checkers, you're going to get done. And if you play chess, you're going to give yourself a chance. So again, I think we need to keep in mind while, while the national perception is this defense sucks. They're doing a lot of things to at least give themselves a chance. And that's a good starting point. And two, it's it defenses fluctuate so much from year to year. The top defense one year drops down to 15th another year. And then a bad defense. I mean, Brian Flores came in Miami, bad defense first year. They were top five or top 10 in a lot of categories the second year. You can change a defense's way. It's hard to go from if you're the Jets, for instance, and you have a garbage offense. There's really one way to take a big step forward into the top 10, and it's sign Aaron Rodgers. There's, there, there's, there's more than one way to grab a defense that was ranked 30th and bring it up into the top 15. New scheme, new coordinator, get younger. Maybe you know, find a fresher edge rusher that doesn't have you know a bone bruise in his knee for the entire second half of the season. Marcus Davenport, right? So, yeah, I don't think anyone's arguing this is going to be one of the three best defenses in the league, but... God, we were talking about this earlier with Doogie on the the Scoop podcast. Like, it drives me nuts this narrative that, well, the Vikings defense was already bad last year, and look who they lost. They lost these names that we've heard of, Patrick Peterson and uh, Eric Hendrick. I think Dalvin Tomlinson of the guys they lost. I think you're right. He is the actual loss because he's the one that's still in his prime. I think he's like 29, maybe 30 years old. He still has some some years left in the NFL. I like the way you characterized him, by the way, a solid big man or unstopper. Mm-hmm. I think we should just make that an official new position in the NFL. You need, you need your quarterback. You need yep. your edge rushers, your left tackle yeah. and your solid big well, man run stopper guy. You're, you know what you just hit, hit on a thought that's occurred to me in the past week or so, which is this, how we characterize defenses positions now is wrong. So, for instance, we say the Vikings are a 3-4. It's a base idea. They're not a 3-4. They're not a 4-3. They're a hybrid. Like, like it would be like calling a fifth a, a $75,000 car. Hey, you know, it's a something cylinder car. No, it's a hybrid, man. This is a hybrid. You Daniil Hunter and Davenport are not outside linebackers. They're pass rushers. Like to call them out, that's such an archaic other outside yeah. linebacker. They're pass rushers. And by the way, they're going to have their hand down too. So like we get this and, and I mean, there's packages in which Davenport's playing inside. He ain't, he ain't a linebacker then. So yeah. yes, I think we need to reclassify defensive positions instead of just this catch-all defensive tackle. Solid big man run stopper bordering on fat. That, that is Football. my fault. With a slightly elevated BMI. Yes. That's what yeah, it's he is. okay. It's okay. He's a football <laughs> player. Okay. The second thing that I know, and this is something we marvel at Justin Jefferson consistently, and we should. He's phenomenal. But I don't think we're touching on this enough. Kevin O'Connell, in my opinion, beyond a shadow of a doubt, one of the biggest things that he has done in the offseason is he has worked hard to find, he's going to find ways to get Justin Jefferson open. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, just a, I've, I've not talked to my good friend KOC about this, but I'm going to tell you right now. I think it probably kept him up nights 
fourth and eight that went for a three-yard check down, and not because of why you think. Because you're going to say, yeah, it should. Kirk Cousins sucks. I think that that play kept him up nights because – and he probably fell into a false sense of security a little bit because of the Buffalo play because that play was just so spectacular. But, you know, that play would have needed to be replicated against the Giants, and Kirk wasn't comfortable pulling the trigger in what he sensed as if it's incomplete, our season's done. Um I think part of the emphasis of, of, of this, uh, the Jordan Addison draft pick, just the entire thing of different personnel packages really revolves around one thing. And that is how can I work harder? How can I do more from a play calling standpoint and a schematic standpoint to get Justin Jefferson in situations where he can't be taken away in Kirk's mind? So I think that this is just as much, if not more on KOC in his head than Kirk's head. But I, I think part of what we are going to see is a lot of different ways. Like if, if this was a basketball player, we'd be talking about ways to get him the ball more touches. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Jefferson. And we probably haven't talked about that enough, but I think we're seeing in training camp really an emphasis on, okay, we've talked about it, but how can we get Kirk even more comfortable with the fact that Justin Jefferson can be his guy because of the other targets and other personnel packages we're going to use? Don't you think Jordan Addison has to be the one that that helps unlock this too? Because it was way too easy to just to put a guy on Adam Thielen, or, or just hey, Thielen's going this way on a route. The other two or three routes are going this way because that's kind of what happened on that play too. Thielen was just sent off on like almost like a decoy route up to the top left of your your screen. You know, Thielen was kind of a non-factor in most of the games last year. If Jordan Addison can be someone you have to account for then that might just organically open up Justin Jefferson, not just in Kirk's mind, but it might open up Justin Jefferson, or maybe it just opens up someone besides Justin Jefferson so that Kirk feels like he's got other options out there. Yes, and I also think that they're going to, because of the adjusted personnel and because, to your point, of Addison being more of a threat, I also think we're going to see more creativity with Justin. Uh, We saw this a few times last year, but I'm not going to be surprised early in the season if we see him line up in the back, go in motion and end up in the backfield more for like a short, for like a short screen that then allows him to take the ball and run. I'm just, I'm seeing more, I'm seeing what I consider to be more creativity because, and it doesn't have to be deep routes, just more ways to potentially find ways to get the ball in his hands. Cause ultimately that's the thing about the end of that giants game. How could you have come up with a play to at least given Justin – if Justin Jefferson had caught a three- to four-yard pass on fourth and eight, I think our perception at least is different than if Hawkinson catches it, right? Because then then we're like, yeah, it's not a great play, but you still got your hands in the ball of your playmaker. So I'm not saying that KOC is ever going to condone throwing short of the sticks. I'm just saying I think there's more creativity, as, as they say now. I think there was a lot of time spent in the lab. We love to call it the lab now. Yeah, working on working on ideas. Also, I yeah, that was just equal. It was equal. It was fifty percent. Why are you throwing that pass, Kirk? But it was also fifty percent. It was kind of a weird, wonky, bad play design. If your goal was if it was basically like pray that Justin Jefferson is open, otherwise there weren't really any other friendly route. There was nothing that made you think like, oh, this is a great bailout sort of second option as I'm going through my progression. Go back and watch the fourth and 18 in Buffalo. And I'm telling you right now, it created a false sense of security about what Kirk would do. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that that none of this is justifying anything, 
But I am saying I think that they said we have to find more ways to make Kirk comfortable that Justin that Justin at least is going to have a chance. Yep. I think what, you know, maybe the, the Buffalo game was an example of, hey, Kirk has taken some steps forward here. That's not a pass. That, that's a risky pass that he ordinarily would not have thrown. But it doesn't mean that, oh, he's going to throw that pass every single time now. He's, he's going to be, now he's Brett Favre just like throwing into tight windows or Aaron Rodgers whizzing a ball by, you know, a defender's ear hole. So, so Kirk, Kirk still has some work to do in that regard. Took some steps last year. And yeah, KOC, probably, you, you probably do think about how the end of that game could have been a lot different for the last eight months. All right. The third thing that I'm sure of about the 2023 Vikings is this, the run game will be fine without Dalvin cook. Um, so Alexander Madison is not Dalvin cook in his prime, nor do I think that he is trying to act like he is. I think their goal is going to be to distribute carries more, um, Madison is still the guy, but I don't think that there's a goal to be like Alexander's going to replace Dalvin and here's how it's going to go. I think that yeah. there's more of a design to use a, a bit of a committee approach. Certainly Ty Chandler will get series and carries for sure, but this goes beyond that. One the signing of Josh Oliver is going to change some of the packages. We've talked about this a lot, but they're going to use more 12 personnel uh, which means that there will be two tight ends, a running back, and two receivers among the eligibles. But the other thing about this is the run game, where O'Connell realized he fell short, was the run game did not serve as a good enough means to set up the pass game. Because when Dalvin Cook, when Adrian Peterson lost yards back in the day, you would just say, hey, Adrian, you lost two yards, get 64 next next uh, carry. The run game now is really designed to set up the pass game. So if you lose yards, now it's second and let's say 13. Now let's say you get to third and nine. Well, that's not great. Yeah. The run game the run game as it's going to be designed in an ideal world now is going to be, hey, it's third and four. There's a play call that fits this perfectly. So it's not – I think our problem is that we think back on Dalvin's big plays, big runs. But we've documented this. There were way too many lost yards. There were way too many times where you didn't get what you needed on a consistent basis. That's the goal now. Yep. And I think that the run game will be absolutely fine. Alexander Madison might not have a 75-yard touchdown run. But guess what? If the Vikings can consistently be in third and three, they're not going to give a damn about the length of his runs. They're going to care about what he sets them up to do. Well, and I'll, I'll give you two stats that are for all these people that are like, oh my God, lamenting the loss of Dalvin Cook and looking at the back of the football card stats, 1,200 yards, whatever, right? Here's two stats for you, all right? The Vikings offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus, ranked third in run blocking grade, but the Vikings offensive uh, running game as a whole ranked 26th in yards per attempt. Now, if you dig deeper, Dalvin Cook was like dead last or bottom five, I want to say, in some of the analytical like rushing categories, the like yards expected over average. He was he was well below the amount of rushing yards he was supposed to be at. So it was more of like a, a volume, a volume number, his total rush yards. So I think if you just you take him out, he's fading and you just put in sort of replacement level or even like average running backs. Josh Oliver is going to be in there. 
I agree. I think the Vikings go from a bottom five rushing offense to maybe somewhere middle of the pack. Maybe the new running back they just signed. Can we break this news right now and yeah, break some bad news yeah. to Declan too? Go ahead. Uh, is it Aaron Dykes? Yeah, Richmond Spiders. From the Richmond Spiders. Doogie floated us this. Doogie has this scoop. He uh, texted to us here. So the Vikings did sign. It's sort of like a depth camp running back here. But the real news is who they waived. Did you see this, Judd? No, I have not. The kicking battle has come to an end at Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center. Is it Podlesky? Podlesny? Yeah. Podlesny, Jack. Podnaga, Naga. Not going to work here anymore. He gone. Waived. Greg hey, Joseph. The kicker? No, that's Greg bad Joseph. news for me. That's not bad, bad news Both for Declan. Both of us. We both made kicking predictions for Saturday. Declan Judd. said that Pod Lesney was going to be. Uh, oh, okay. He was going to be among he... the last round of cuts. Oh, yeah. Was his right oh. that down prediction? Well, and he also said which, that which, Pod by the way, there's only there's the only one round of cuts. Only yeah. one round of cuts. So this is a this is a terrible beat for Declan. Actually, yeah, it's, it, it's okay because Greg Joseph was nails all season. So this is, uh, this is good news for did, me. Didn't because I said Pod Lesney's going to be perfect on Saturday, which now is wrong. And didn't you say he was going to miss a kick? On Saturday, Dad? Yep. So you take two mm. beats off this? Oh, and I tough. take one. Tough uh, you know, and write that down, but the morality of my Greg Joseph stand is only rising. So I'm totally okay with the this. Moral issue the, mor- the, the morality the of morality? your Greg my Joseph morale stand? Let's open up the phone lines. Let's open it's up the phone oh, Your morale is going up. Okay. Yes, yeah. my morale oh, is going up. Well, morale okay. and morality yeah. are two different yeah. things, though, right? But either way, you're happy with this because your guy, yeah. Greg Joseph, yeah, your morale keeps is his high. job. Your morality, your morality is, is, is in very question. Very question. Yeah. Very <laughs> uh, so we're at halftime right now of Judd's yes, three yes, things good, go. three things bad. Cool so, so let's uh, let's shout out our friends over at Livia for helping all sorts of Purple Daily listeners, including Judd, lose weight over the years. Yeah, what? And now it's uh, going on two years. Dropped forty pounds thanks to this program. That's how I went from the guy on the left to that good-looking debonair, suave uh, guy on the, the right. And debonair. let's also let's also shout out. And give congratulations. Livia was just named Minnesota's best weight loss program for the third year in a row. That's three years gold. That's right. Consistently now across the board, a three-time champion, the best weight loss program in the state. And that calls for a special offer. And that is right now, sign up, three months free if you join today. Limited time offer. Take advantage. I'm going to tell you right now, they're not only going to help you take off those unwanted pounds, but they are going to help you keep them off. This is a perfect time to join. It's summer. You can certainly get out, exercise, go for walks. And Livia is going to help you also then learn how to eat, learn how to take that weight off and keep it off. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Three months free again, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Congratulations to a weight loss program that works you know so you've now you're, you've lost weight but you still look like a sasquatch so maybe you should go over to manscape.com that's my, that's my problem <laughs> that's, that's not a deck I mean, take notes spot, here Judge. that's my yep. problem yeah Declan, tell me about it yeah you can uh you know you can get the beard hedger you can get the lawnmower from downstairs you can uh, you can you get the new electric razor too that helps keep deck tweets you know nice and nice and trim as well the handyman it fits right in uh your travel bag you don't got to worry about lugging that big electric razor Dude, all over the this place here, right here, this beautiful macadac beard really was nice. uh was groomed with a manscaped beard hedger uh, yesterday morning yeah i got That's engagement right. photos locked in here and i like about 10 days 
So I got to make wow. sure that I'm looking good here. So uh, my friends at Manscaped are, are doing that. And you can get one with promo code PURPLE, 20% off, free shipping. And any product at Manscaped, when you go to the checkout page, there's a little promo code section. Hit promo code PURPLE, type it in, 20% off, and free shipping for any product at Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Okay. But maybe you're, uh, maybe you're hairy and you're going to stay hairy, okay? You're a dog, for instance. Maybe you're Maya or you're Vinny or you're Stella. Nutrisource. Look at how happy on the YouTube channel here Maya is every time I bring mm-hmm. a big old scoop of Nutrisource mm-hmm. into her food dish. Oh, look at the, the she's lick. licking her lips. Oh, oh that's cold. What she'll look do now, that. she'll she'll come walking over when she's, it's like around the time to, to her because so she can't speak English, obviously. So she'll come over and she'll start licking her lips and like tilting her head is like, hey, do I need do I need to hint more aggressively? Daddy, yep. come on, guy. And and your dog, you know what? She's excited, right? Come on, pop, pop. I want my food. Stella right there, judgmental. Hey, old man. Hey, idiot. Get me my food right now. And it's those training rewards treats that she loves. Vinny looks like he also has that sort of uh, side eye, Declan. Like, hey, Declan, oh, yeah. get on the ball. I want my food right now. <laughs> A lot of side eye, frog legs. You know, whether it's Vinny, Maya Mackey, whoever's given the side eye. You know, when you say uh, Nutrisource, what would you say? Huh? What yep. Say that one again. Nutrisource? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good stuff for the docs. So uh, check them out. Nutrisource, it's, by the way, it's a, it's a, it's a locally uh, owned and operated family-owned company for 58 years. You can find your Nutrisource location at NutrisourcePetFoods.com. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, let's get to three We're things back. that you think hey, you're stealing this from Peter King. Three things you think you think that are maybe yeah. on the negative side. Yeah, I'm sort of stealing it, sort of not. I don't know. But anyway, on the negative side, as, as we start the second half of today's Purple Daily, Vikings, three things I'm sure of, three things I'm not. And with the start of the second half, let's go. Boom time. All right, here, here it is. The first thing. The interior of the offensive line remains a worry for me when it comes to pass pro, okay? Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury, Ed Ingram, all three of them. Um, The Vikings have known this for a while now. But, you know, the Netflix quarterback documentary really crystallized the beating that I don't think we ever understood um, until we saw it when that came out in July. The beating that Kirk Cousins took. Uh, nothing's really been done here. The the Dalton Reisner bringing him in certainly raised a red flag. You know, clearly it wasn't full-blown panic or he's probably signed. But as Phil said, the, the run blocking is very good. Like, the, like they can run block. Um, the pass protection, a different story. And the reminder every year at this time is this. The interior pass rush of a lot of teams is damn good now. Like, you've got athletes there. The old school, I'm a fat guy, I'm going to stand here, I'll push the center a little bit, but I'm here to stop the run. 
uh, those days are gone. Like you have a lot of highly paid, very talented interior guys who can get after it now. I am not comfortable yet. And it's going to take, it's going to take a larger sample size here into the regular season to say that Kirk Cousins is getting adequate protection. And if he doesn't, it's going to blow things up. Like it's going to be a problem. The whole, the whole thing about, Hey, Jordan Addison's going to run deep routes um, and that's going to get Jefferson open. And we're going to confuse teams only works if the player who's trying to run the deep route can get the depth of the route before the quarterback gets hit or has to start to run. And that's not Kirk's forte. So interior line wise, I am far from comfortable. And I would guess privately, the Vikings also have some concerns. Also like Kirk, you know, sometimes he goes through stretches and, and to credit to him, he would sort of snap out of these when he needed to, in the fourth quarter and overtime last year, but he'd start seeing shadows sometimes too. Or, or in, as we found out in the Netflix documentary, he was in so much pain that he was, he was not interested in hanging in there for an extra second. Right. So ah, I can't ah, it was bad. And I, and none of us have experienced that type of, uh, you know, physical sports pain. Absolutely. So he's a, he is a tough SOB. Yes, but and I so I'm I'm not even like ripping him for this, but there's a lot of times where he sort of sees ghosts or he's expecting pressure because it's it's been there. So you just you have to give him something to trust. And I don't know how he's supposed to have that. It sounds like the joint practice was kind of the same thing where the interior was getting pushed back. And it just it's shocking to me that they would continue forward with no major changes to the interior offensive line after everything we saw last year, unless they are damn sure about those guys improving. But I don't think we've seen anything in the preseason so far, like in the practices to suggest that, Oh, this is a brick wall for Kirk to stand. We don't know, you know, we don't know. And, and when look, I, I know that Ingram was coming off a tough year. They gave him a ton of chances, but when they play him in pre season game one, which is fine. It's still a, Hey, we're not certain there yet. Like, mm-hmm. like we're you, of the five old linemen, you're the only one who's going to play. That can't just be like, Oh, no big deal. I mean, that's, that's a nod to, we need to get you more work. So you, with the way Kirk plays, it ain't like, Hey, Kirk's not getting protection, but he'll just take off. It's not how he plays. It's not fair to Kirk. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's fair. It's a fair one. Okay. The second thing, um, Shifting to the defense, I brought this up before, but I'm going to go back at it because it's still my one concern, uh, and that's this. The run defense has to prove itself. The Vikings are going to put a ton of pressure on, okay? And I think against Tampa Bay, it's going to work because I think the Bucks are going to be like, holy cow, this is tough. You know, um, we've got some certainly receiver talent, but it's not like – Baker Mayfield's the best quarterback in the world, and I think he'll start, not Declan's guy, Kyle Trask. But the reality is this. When this goes on film, and it'll be fairly quick, teams are going to find a way to try and run against that pressure or have screen passes. So I'm not that worried right now about all these deep routes are going to kill them because, again, I think the pressure is going to be sufficient that the quarterback's going to probably have to deliver the ball at times on deep routes before he wants to. But then the question is, how do you combat that if you're an opponent? And that is with the run game and with short passes. So I'm actually far more concerned about that. And there's there's a lot being put here, for instance, on the plate of Kyrie's Tonga, right? Because Dalvin Tomlinson is gone and Tonga looked good. But Tonga wasn't a full-time player. 
And yeah. I think he's going to have to be now. So it's the run defense and the short pass game that I think Flores is going to have to be more concerned about because what he's going to do is going to open up some issues with that being exposed. And now my question is, okay, if that gets exposed, how do you counter it quickly? Wow. That's football. Yes. Um, on the Tonga front, we've seen a lot of guys. Duke Shelley was probably in this category that come in and they look, they look really good in 250 or 300 snaps or something, but like a full-time player plays 800 to a thousand snaps. If you start to elevate that guy, let's say Tonga becomes a guy and we, we need five or 600 snaps out of you. Is he going to play at that same level? I think Harrison Phillips and maybe Dean Lowry, but Harrison Phillips for sure is the only guy among the actual like down linemen, the interior defensive lineman that I would say, yep, I know exactly what we're going to get from that guy. He's a, he's a good, solid NFL football player mm-hmm. over the course of like a lot of snaps. You know, mm-hmm. and I think Dean Lowry has enough of a Dean Lowry's not a guy though that's gonna get a, a lot of push and, and be like a right. pass rusher. He's he's more of a space eater and a run game. He's there to help with the run game. So I guess yes. that is the the good news with Dean Lowry. Yes. So that that's one though I that I'm I'm far more curious in watching this team practice. I'm far more curious about what they're gonna do when teams start to run more. Mm-hmm because I, I actually think that they're going to have far more answers for the pass game that's going to go beyond their cornerbacks being shut down guys. But I'm just, I'm not certain on that one. And then the last one I'm not certain on, and that is the linebacker position, okay? Mm-hmm. Hear me out. Jordan Hicks is going to play, and Jordan Hicks is 31, coming off what I considered in some ways not to be a great year as we talked about with Doogie earlier today when we recorded a scoop podcast, took a pay cut to come back. He's being seen, I think, as the veteran stabilizer guy. So he's being seen as he knows where people are supposed to be. He can be the green dot guy. There there can be complete faith in Jordan Hicks is going to know what he's doing. Whether he can make plays consistently, we don't necessarily know. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be a disaster. I'm just saying he's not at an age where he's going to be flying around with a defense that is, for the most part, going to be flying around. That gets us to Brian Asamoah, who now has missed substantial time in camp because of an undisclosed injury, and we're not sure what's wrong there, but we know the training camp was going to be extremely important to him. And now a guy who's looked fantastic, Ivan Pace Jr., who, again, as we talked about with Doogie, very well could start the season because Asamoah has fallen so far behind. And I have no doubt that that Asamoah and or Pace can make plays. But that's still an inexperienced area where it takes some it takes instincts as well to play. And I'm just a little bit concerned about how that's going to actually shake out. Like, I have no doubt that the safeties are fine. Bynum's a smart guy. Harrison Smith is Harrison Smith and Josh Metellus is instinctual as hell. Mm-hmm. A- and, and I actually do think that the safeties in Metellus's case, I perceive him almost really as a safety slash linebacker. But I think that the whole Hicks and the young guy beside him thing, I'm not saying it's going to fail. I am saying it's worth keep keeping an eye on. Cause I think just assuming it's going to work fine is probably a little bit of a dangerous assumption. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, that's one of the things I'm actually excited to watch in the joint practice is Ivan Pace specifically, and even Jordan Hicks to some extent, just like, and then anyone else that's behind them on the depth chart, 
coverage. I want to see Ivan Pace doing things that we aren't sure about. We know he yeah. can go forward. We know he, he we know he can attack gaps in the run game like you saw in the first preseason game. Yep. He led college linebackers in in um sacks last year like inside linebackers. So, what does he look like in coverage? What does he look like covering space? You yep. know, can teams take advantage of of the size issues? But uh Good stuff, man. There is six and things to judge. Guys, there too, though. Like they're they're definitely going to try. I mean, Pace appears to be the top guy right right now. But we saw uh, snaps with a guy by the name of uh, Troy Reader in there yesterday as well. So mm-hmm. like, there's definitely some curiosity about that. But uh, yeah, I just I think we're assuming it's going to be fine. Or or I shouldn't say we all are because Phil actually has sounded the alarm a little bit more than me. I don't think I, it's going to be fine. Yeah, I, I've been I'm assuming scared. it's okay. Yeah, um, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, we should just wait and see. Okay, good stuff, man. There's Judd's camp notes. Nope. Hey, don't qu- quit bothering Judd outside his home in the grocery store. Okay, I know. You know, everyone wants camp notes. You get Kevin them right here. On Purple Daily. Kevin and I are busy. In busy our own sparring. Labs. Busy sparring own, at the podium. We're in our own labs. Okay, Kevin's in his lab in Egan. I I'm in the <laughs> SLP lab right here. <laughs> Uh, also, a shout out to you guys. Thank you for helping us raise uh, to this point over $11,000 this week as part of Ooh. our Power of Sports auction benefiting Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Institute. Uh, there are still a couple great Vikings items up for bid. Dinner with us, the Purple Daily crew, is up for bid at scornorth.com slash bid, as is a Monday night football experience with uh, some great lower bowl tickets and dinner for uh, that Vikings 49ers game. Scornorth.com slash bid. We will see you later on for a little joint practice recap. Purple Daily.